Hey love, and welcome to the Love Niche Podcast. It's a billion podcasts to listen to, and the universe guided you right here to this one. It's 8 billion people in the world, yet you met me, and that is not by happen chance. This is a divine meeting, and may we guide each other well. I am in this world, but I'm not of it. On this podcast, you'll hear topics about both worlds, spiritual and earthly. My goal is to keep learning, evolving, and spreading love. Hey loves, and welcome to another episode of the Love Niche Podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. We're going to continue part two of 20 religions. I got sidetracked. I started catching up on some YouTube uh, videos. I have like seven YouTube accounts and each one I focus on a different subject, topic, or category because I don't want like a million different videos and I have to, I have to put them in pro playlists. That's just how my OCD goes. So I was like, no, I'm going to, and then each each playlist needs a sub playlist and it's ridiculous how I like to organize. So I was like, no, I'm going to have a different page for each thing. So on this page, I look at entrepreneurship. On this page, I look at books. On this page, I look at families. On this page, you know, I look at esoteric. So different pages have different um things. And then my playlist coincide with what that page is about. See? But yeah, I caught up on my mommy and me page. Um, on one of the girls I follow. She's having a little baby. So I was catching up on that. Um, so we're going to finish the other side of the different religions. If this is your first time tuning in, hi, my name is Love Mish. This is my podcast. I talk about esoteric topics and um, just little updates on my life here and there. I'm going to start doing interviews again. I'm excited to invite new people and let you hear their perspectives. I also have a podcast with my best friend. And um, I'm going to invite her on this this one, too, so that you can hear her on this side um, as well. And I have been podcasting for three years, going on four. And I've just reached 13,000 plays. Woo! I think I'm going to start uploading the full episode to YouTube. I do little um, snippets to YouTube so they can come back to the po- podcast and listen. But I don't care if it's on YouTube. It's just going to take so long to upload. Um, Yeah. So. I'm so glad the universe brought you here. I love to share. I'm not a teacher. But I love to learn. And I always share what I learn. And what I've learned is. We all can take one piece of information. And do different things with it. Um, so it's not my job to tell you what to do with it, but I feel like it is a love of mine to share. I'm not going to call it a job. It's a love of mine to share. And I wish I could follow up with everybody to see what they do with the information that I share. But so far, 13,000 podcasts have been played, which means 13,000 seeds have went out. And I know that is such a beautiful garden. I just wish I could see all the flowers that have bloomed, that are blooming, and that will bloom. And it's just amazing that God God can see that from his point of view. So whatever your creativity power is, share it with the world. It's just such a beautiful thing. Okay, so I'm going to continue with part two. So we have Islam. Uh, Islam believe that Allah is the one and absolute unique. He cannot be known. The greatest sin is in Islam is sheik or associating anything with Allah. Human qualities like fatherhood cannot be attributed to Allah. Many Muslims think that Christians believe in three gods and are therefore guilty of shrink. Islam believe um, beliefs in death. They believe in bodily resurrection. So resurrection is a common theme here. One may pray for and seek favor for the dead before judgment day. Paradise includes a garden populated with Horus maidens designed by Allah to provide sexual pleasure to righteous men. Now, whoa. <laughs> Usually religion is like you know get married and have sex and populate but this is the first time i've seen like your reward is sexual pleasure so you're so in this religion you're motivating men to be good for sexual reward i don't know about that sex 
like a sacred, you know, religious thing. But to base your whole religion on that, like do good your whole life so that you can get a maiden. I don't know. Maybe they feel like in this religion, that's the only thing that's going to motivate these men. So they went with it. That is just kind of weird. I don't like that one. I don't know. That's just, it's weird to me. It's weird. I mean, I'm open to it, but wow. I don't think... And then, what about the women? I pose a question. Maidens designated by Allah to provide sexual pledges to righteous men. So what is the reward for the righteous women? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Nation of Islam. God. Officially, there is one God, Allah, as described in the Quran. But Elijah Muhammad's teaching are also true. God is a black man. Millions of allies have lived and died since creation. Collectively, the black race is God. And master fraud is the supreme Allah and saver. Oh my God, my sister was trying to tell me this. She was saying that um, Malcolm X learned about the true Islam. And um, wow, I want to look into that. Nation of Islam. Officially, there's one God, all, descent, all described in the Quran, Allah as described in the Quran, but Elijah Muhammad teaching are also true. God is a black man. Millions of Allahs have lived and died since creation. Collectively, the black race is God. Master Fried is the supreme Allah and Savior. Wow. We don't be hearing that, now do we? We do not be hearing that. Oh, the Nation of Islam. Okay, 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 okay. That's with um, Reza Islam. I really like him. Okay, so let's see. Death. There is no consciousness or any spiritual existence after death. Heaven and hell are symbols. Statements about the resurrection refer to awakening the mentally dead people by bringing them true teachings. There is no consciousness or any spiritual existence after death. I don't know if I like that. So, this is it? Like, you suffer or you have a good life and that's it? Like, there's no after, there's no heaven, there's no hell. You know what I mean? Like, we know, if we know that energy is not, cannot be destroyed, that it's transmuted, you have to give some type of transmutation. And I don't see one here. There's no consciousness or any spiritual existence after death. So, if my belief is energy is never destroyed, it's just transferred, and then they're saying there's nothing, I don't know. That doesn't go with my belief, another belief that I have. Like, there has to be something, whether it's heaven, hell, a blueberry, I don't know <laughs> what you want to put, but it has to be transferred somewhere. So, I don't, I don't know. I really like that one. But I do love Louis Farrakhan's teaching. I do love Reza Islam, how educated he is, how how powerful their organization is. But I'll have to look into this a little bit more because I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. I read something else. I wasn't supposed to read this. It say, Salvation comes from knowledge of self and realizing that the white race are devils who displace the black race. <laughs> I mean, they probably are, but wow. They literally put that in their own. Okay. They literally put that in their statement of religion. All right, so I'm going to have to research them. Oh, I'm going to research all of these. It's pretty interesting. So this was, again, Nation of Islam. This is the Baliha faith. Um, God is an unknowable divine being who has revealed himself through nine manifestations, prophets, including Adam, Moses, Krishna, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and Balala. There's no trinity.
and death is personal immortality based on good works with rewards for the faithful. Heaven and hell are allegories for nearness and remoteness from God, not actual places. Ooh, I like this. Number one, I like manifestations instead of reincarnations, which is basically the same. And these are prophets from different religions. Adam, Moses, Krishna, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad. I like that. And they all did great things feel like if if we are God's children then we each are manifestations of God so you know how people say I am one in a million you as a sperm beat out a million other sperms to get into the egg to plant into your mother's uterus to be born right so you are one in a million already those millions sperm had their own existence, you know, uh, from the male. So I kind of feel like everything that exists is coming from God, although I feel she's a woman. And they have different existences. Um, and instead of it being just nine, I feel like we all are living at the same time. But you can either be a good example of God. You can have a good example of life. I feel like God is living through us. So you're either going to send whatever life you decide to live, you're either you're going to send it back to God. So if you had a destructive, you know, evil life, you're going to send that back to God. Um, if you had a good, peaceful life, you're going to send that back to God. And I feel like God is going to get all the data and, you know, just come up with these different experiences almost like a hypothesis, almost like, you know how to say past, present, and future is simultaneous all at once. Every single choice that you can ever make, there's, a, you are living a life making those examples. So to God, I don't think, I don't think we personally are past, present, and future. I don't, I don't think we know it or can see it as much as God. Um, I think like, think of looking at TV. If a person is looking at a TV show, let's go back in the day where you had like a VCR or maybe it could be live TV or stream or whatever. You could be looking at TV present, right? Live. You could also click on one of your pre-recorded shows that have already passed. You could also press record and catch a future show. But those all cannot be done at the same time as how I see it. However, God looking from above could see, you know, you looking at a past show can look see you looking at a future uh, present show and a future show. I just think on a higher level, God is able to do that. That's just my personal opinion um, on it. So I think God is looking at all of our lives and every single choice that we could make at once times the million sperm or, you know, I think we're at 8 billion people now. And that's just on planet Earth because I feel like there's more Earths, which means the amount of souls that are literally living is... The number is unknown to human. Um, or it will be so long to say. Nobody's going to say it. Oh. So yeah. We may look up to these nine. But I feel like every individual life plays a part. The mother that had Jesus was important. The mother that had Krishna and Adam. You know. And then the sister of that mother and the father of that mother and the mother of that mother and the grandmother. And just, you know, we all played a part, you know, for generations and generations and generations to come. Um, so I don't, although we give credit to the majors, I think we all uh, play a role. And then immortality, I do feel like we are infinite beings. I feel like energy doesn't die. So that is infinite. And the good work will be rewarded with faithfulness. Heaven hills are just allegories for newness or remoteness to God. Now, I like that concept. So after you leave planet Earth, you'll either be closer to God or further from God. I kind of, that's kind of heaven and hell to me. Like, I'm sure the people in hell would love to be close, but they aren't. There's like a firmament or a wall that's separated though. So yeah, I could kind of, I could kind of see that. So that's the bah, bahila faith.
Judaism. God, God is a God is spirit. The Orthodox Jews, God is personal, all powerful, eternal, and compassionate. To other Jews, God is impersonal, unknowable, and defined in a number of ways. No Trinity. Uh, death. There will be a physical resurrection. The obedient will live forever with God, and the unrighteous will suffer. Some Jews do not believe in a in a conscious life after death. Okay, so... Judaism, Orthodox Jews, God is personal, powerful, and compassionate to other Jews. God is in personal, I know to find a number of ways. So there's a little division here. Okay. It seems like this was a breakaway. All these religions are basically breakaways. You know how... Let's say a grandfather raised his family a certain way. And then when those kids grew up, they raised their family a certain way that they deemed was okay, better, or worse. And then those kids grew up. and That's kind of how I see religion is. Like, it started as one, and then everybody kind of did their own thing. A physical resurrection. So a lot of these religions so far believe in resurrection. The obedient will live forever with God. Unrighteousness will suffer. So again, here's the concept of either being with God or not being with God. And they say some Jews don't believe a consciousness after death. How can you? How can you not believe that your consciousness won't live on? It's the body that needs blood. It's the lungs that need air. It's the heart that needs to pump the blood. You know what I mean? This physical thing needs to go when you sleep you're almost dead and you're having a whole existence right so just imagine that being continuous without stopping for example i had a dream about my ex the other night and i keep having these dreams and i'm like oh my god like so on earth you're not here you're gone but in different dreams, you're very much here and life is continuing as if you did not die. It's just the weirdest thing. And, and in my dream, I realized that I'd be like, wait, you died. This is a dream. So I'm starting to get like that in my dreams. Like at first I would have dreams and not really know what's going on until I wake up. But now I'm like, this is a dream. I know this is a dream. Okay. Like I'm realizing I, when I'm dreaming now. So the next stage will be to take more control in the dream realm because I kind of feel like I don't have control of it. It's just what wherever I'm at is wherever I'm at. Whatever happens is whatever happens. But I want to learn how to control it, like matrix type. So yeah, I don't all all of, I said all of that to say, if we sleep and our consciousness gives us a however many different lives realms whatever something is still going on like life when your body is asleep everything is off except for like breathing and stuff everything is like down to a minimum yet your brain is still active in another realm because you're not moving you're not doing much but breathing how can you feel like all of that is going to stop just because you died the body i feel like death is just disconnecting from the body I feel like Earth is an existence where this body is like a spaceship. It allows you to live, breathe, move, have your being in this realm. And if you unplug or this body dies, you don't have access to this world or realm anymore. And you're in the dream world or realm where I don't think you have to have a body. I was a cow one time. When I went down the vegan road and I stopped eating meat, I had a dream I was a motherfucking cow. And I was in this death chamber where they, I couldn't turn around. I couldn't move. I smelled blood. All the cows in front of me were dying. I was fearful. And it was my turn. I was in the machine. There was nothing I could do. I was flipped upside down. And I met death head on. They slid my throat. It was nothing I could do. And I, I will never forget that moment of surrender. And being so so scared, screaming, trying to get away. No one's there to help me. And then, and I was like, that is so fucking cruel. So that I can have a hamburger or a McRib. 
or whatever the case. I don't think God is pleased with that. I don't know. Um, I feel like each each species has different type of food to eat that helps this matrix work. So, for example, humans are supposed to be fruitarians, fruit, vegetables, whatever. Our feet aren't made for ripping and gnawing like lions, for example. Elephants and hippos and, you know, different things eat gorillas, eat grass, and they're very strong. You know, meat is not the only way to be strong. They're actually the strongest, if you ask me, because they aren't touching the meat. But for some reason, someone told us, you know, meat, dairy, and all this other stuff, and we've been flying with it, although evidence has been proving time and time again that we're getting diseases from the shit that we put in our mouths, and we still haven't figured it out yet. It's just so depressing. My people perish for lack of knowledge, and I'm so over it. Um, Everything in moderation. But I said all of that to say I don't think God is pleased. I think each species is supposed to eat what it eat, and I don't think ours is meat. For example, you have buzzards. If something kills something, the buzzard is going to come along and clean it up. If you put something at the bottom of the sea, the sea roaches, the animals at the bottom of the sea are going to clean up that scrap. Like everything does what it's supposed to do. Now, if we were supposed to eat meat, I think we would be like buzzards or the scum of the sea. Not scum, but, you know, rodents of the sea. We would be on the cleanup crew. So, if the cow should die, then we would be, our DNA would be made to go to, like, dead carcasses. And we would be eating stuff that other people have picked over and left. I don't think we would um, hunt it down, per se, because we don't have teeth like lions. Those are the ones that are hunting that stuff down. Um, They don't have hands and fingers like us to pick, you know, fruit off of a tree. And I don't know, they're just not made up like that. I think we are the only species on Earth that is not following the blueprint. Like, trees do what they're supposed to do. No matter how evil we are to them, we pollute the air. We we cut them down. We don't give them new lives. It's like, fuck the trees, whatever. And they still purify the air and give us carbon. They're just going to keep doing what they do. Bees still do what bees do. Ants still do what ants do. Butterflies do. Everything follow its makeup and blueprint. But human. So I love free will, but I don't know. It may be our demise. So I said all of that to say they don't believe in conscious life. Some Jews don't believe in conscious life after death. I, I, don't know. I strongly disagree with that. There's definitely a conscious life. There's going to be a better experience after this one. And it's going to be so... Um, I feel like we're little gods and earth is school. I feel like if you can't pass here, there's no way you're going to get your crown into Godship. And even God himself said, you quarrel in court. You can't figure it out, you know, out among yourself. How can you be ruler of nations? How can you be ruler of planets? So that just even lets us know this is our ticket out. <laughs> you can't do this. Forget it. So we go to the next one. That was Judaism. So this one is called the Kabbalah Century. So the Kabbalah Century believes that there is a supreme being in Sophie, which means endless. Now, when I was studying the Sumerians, one of them was in N E Inky. And I think it was like of I had to go back and see. Etymology breaks down words for you. So in Soph means endless. Which again, remember I was saying we're infinite. So endless, unknowable, infinite, and personal. Described as both everything and in everything. The creator God is revealed through ten emanations or manifestations called sephrat. Or numbers which are illustrated with male and female aspects as ten points of the Kambala Tree of Life diagram. That's interesting, male and female. Okay, death. 
Followers believe in reincarnation, not resurrection. So reincarnation is coming back and having another human existence, maybe different. And re resurrection means die earthly, but rise in spirit. Um, man is said to climb the tree of life back to God and thus return to paradise and restore Eden. So I have a hypothesis or just some things that have come to me. I do a lot of research into different things. So some say that the trees that we see today are not trees. Trees were as big as mountains. So if you go to YouTube and type in mountains are trees you'll see the whole documentary it will blow your freaking mind um i cannot and you don't hear the story anymore correct me if i'm wrong so it was something in the beanstalk is it john in the beanstalk tim in the beanstalk let me see in the beanstalk and the Beanstalk. I got to get the name. Let me Google it real quick. Jack and the Beanstalk. Thank you. Thank you, Google. So Jack and the Beanstalk, where I think Jack was hungry, right? He traded some coins for some beans. He put the beans in the ground to grow food, but it grew into this really, really big tree. So he climbed a tree and it went to another dimension, is how I feel, where it was giants. And it was food and stuff. And, um... To me, I feel like the bean was the real trees that were really, really tall that we used to live in and we could climb. Like, and I feel like we were ants. We were like ants to trees. So when I look at the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, they're, like they're getting those ideas from somewhere. And I do feel like giants do exist. You can even uh, go on YouTube and there's pictures of humans cutting down big, big, big trees. Um, I think even the redwood trees in California are nothing compared to the true, true size and shape of trees. I think we have done such a disservice and a disadvantage to earth. I'm so surprised she just doesn't want to wipe all of us out. She's just hanging on for the good ones and I appreciate that. And I don't know, I just feel like there's lots of earths and planets. I don't feel like it's in the sky, so to speak. I feel like it's outside of the ice wall. Just different um, planes of existence that you can get to. With high frequency, low frequency, water, air, however. And I feel like a cheat code was those trees. Like instead of getting in an airplane or instead of getting in a boat or instead of traveling, we would climb those trees and get to those other dimensions. Um... And I even remember in the Bible, the Tower of Babel, the humans were climbing up, trying to get to God, and God destroyed it, saying they're trying to get to us. And that's when the language was mixed up, the Tower of Babel. Now their languages are, their, their tongue is confused. So, I think up is a way out, but not up, so to speak, if you know what I mean. So, that is interesting. And I don't hear that story anymore. I don't see any cartoons about it. I don't see any plush toys. It's like we hear all these other stories, Little Red Riding Hood and different things like that. But what was the last time you heard Jack and the Beanstalk? And it's interesting how it says, men are believed to climb the tree of life back to God. So where did they get the idea that there's a tree that's big enough to climb to God? You get what I'm saying? To return to paradise and rest and restore Eden. Now, I don't know about the restoring part. If we messed it up, we messed it up. But that's interesting. So the Kabbalah century. Now we have Hinduism. So, God is absolute, a universal spirit. Everyone is part of God, Brahman. Most people are not aware of it. People worship manifestations of Brahman, gods and goddesses. Death, reincarnation into a better status, good karma. If a person has behaved well, if badly, a person can be, can be reborn and pay for past sins, bad karma by suffering. 
I think this is closer to my belief system. I believe there's other gods and goddesses. But if we all are a part of God, then they have aspects of God as well. So I like that universal spirit. And I do believe in karma. And I said on a previous uh, religion that this same thing. Like, what if you reincarnate with good or reincarnate with bad? And it's like, instead of just ending your life, you have infinite time to get it right. So it may take you one life to get it right or a million. But the point is, you will always have the opportunity to get it right. And that's to me, that's like a true God. That's true love and forgiveness and like not giving up. And I love that. So I have been learning about um, Hinduism. I do know Krishna and the elephants and the snakes and stuff. So I like that one. I can get down with that. Okay, then we have Hare Krishna, I-S-K-C-O-N. The God is Lord Krishna. Krishna is a personal creator. The souls of all living things are part of him. I-S-K-C-O-N teaches that what Krishna does freely for his own pleasure, intoxication, sex outside of marriage, is prohibited to his, de- to his devotees. Now, that's kind of weird. So, you mean to tell me um, Krishna is this God and all souls and living things are part of him. And and what he does, you don't do. Uh, I don't like that one. Death. Those who are enlightened continue an endless reincarnation, rebirth to earth based on the sinful acts of a person's previous life. I think that would literally be a living hell. If you are so stubborn that you refuse to get it right, probably what how Satan feel. He just doesn't want to do right. So he's just going to keep fucking up each life. That's like a living hell, an infinite hell. You you caused it on yourself. But if you do right, each time you get it right, you get closer to getting out of here. So maybe that's why there's temptations and all those different things to get you to fail. Like if you know, don't eat the apple, don't eat the apple. Don't, let me not even use that analogy. That's how we got here in the first place. Um, don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove. And every single life you touch the stove. And just that one time you don't touch it, you can get out of here. How many times is it going to take for you to not touch the stove? I don't know. And so what if different things are being put to you to touch the stove? Oh, there's something on the stove and if you don't get it off, it's going to catch fire. Or somebody bumps into you. Like all these different things to try to get you to do what you're not supposed to do. This one, okay, I kind of I kind of dig that. The enlightened continue an endless car- reincarnation, rebirth, based on their sinful acts of a person's previous life. I have been scratching my third eye a lot lately. Like I'm cleaning that bad boy off. Okay, let me go to the next one. Hang in there, guys. We got four more. So this is tradition, trans, transcendental meditation. Each part of creation makes up God, Brahman. The supreme being is not personal. All creation is divine. All is one. That is me. Oh, I'm like, I was, I'm a realtor. So I was showing a house to uh, my best friend and her sister and her mom. Their lease was up and they were, they were going to move. And a lizard was in the house. And I'm like, a lizard? Are y'all going to help me catch the lizard and take it outside? Girl, was not studying that lizard. I just feel like everything is a part of God. Like, who's not to say you're going to come back as a lizard? And what if your karma is somebody going to smack you? Instead of letting, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be happy if somebody let you outside to continue your life as a lizard? I don't know. But I still love that. I think everything, again, plays its part here. If you wipe out the bees, what's going to happen? If you wipe out the ants, what's going to happen? Like, we all have a key to this world. And taking one key away is going to mess up something else. It's going to be a domino effect. So, yeah, I like that. This is up my alley. So, let's take a look at death. 
Reincarnation is based on karma, reaping the consequences of one's actions until loss of self into union with Brahma. There's no heaven or hell. This is probably more of me. TM, Transcendental Meditation. I do feel like um, at the end of the day, we're accountable for our actions and no one wants to hear that. Even myself, that is a hard pill to swallow. Every single choice you make should be well thought out and executed and weighed because you will eat the fruit thereof. So if you decide to have, I don't know, I don't even want to go into examples because, you know, life is hard for everybody, but just know you can make life easier with choices or you can make life harder with choices and no one wants to accept that. You know, if you smoke cigarettes, and I do feel, I was talking to my best friend today, the original cigarettes, I think, were a lot healthier than what we have now. Before chemicals and manufacturing and shelf life and all that stuff. Because she said tobacco is used in spiritual ceremonies. And I'm like, what? The only thing I ever heard about tobacco was bad. But no, tobacco was a number one commodity that was traded. So it had to be, before cigarette was invented, it had to have some good uses what we turned it into see how we took something good from god and made it evil and so it's up to you to research and learn the truth and decide what are you going to do with it so i do want to research tobacco and how could i use it spiritually because apparently man has just decided to use it in a negative light but let's stick to the negative side so if you smoke the negative or the bad cigarettes we now know they can cause cancer and lung and, you know, throat cancer and all this other stuff. And you can go to the doctor and say, woe is me. But the doctor can very well say, you bought those cigarettes. You worked and went to those cash registers and bought those cigarettes. You put those cigarettes up to your lips. You lighted them. You inhaled however many times. You. You. So... It's not the end be all. My grandmother used to smoke cigarettes heavy. She stopped when she gave her life to Christ. So whatever you subscribe to, and she's great. You know, some people have been diagnosed. Some people have died. And, you know, that wasn't her story. So I think even when you do make bad choices, there's still time to redeem yourself. My father always says, as long as you have long as your breath, it's not up. God not done with you yet. And I kind of feel like as long as you have lungs in your breath as long as you're still alive you can still right a lot of wrong um i think some people manipulate that though so they intentionally do wrong and then they'll do good so you might be part of the mafia you might be trying to sex trafficking and then you want to give to all these charities no no no, no, no. don't manipulate the scales if you're gonna do good do good if you're gonna do bad don't try to be sneaky and give good blessings to weigh out your scale so I think intentions is really what it boils down to as far as karma is concerned. If you smoke them cigarettes with the intention of, oh my God, I have anxiety and they calm me down, you really didn't know. Uh, so maybe, you know, doing better, those consequences should be a lot easier for you. But to know, now if I go pick up a cigarette, girl, you know better. So you eat all them consequences. I think it's like that. I think mercy is still like in there. Because if you don't know, you don't know. So reaping the consequences of one action. My God, that is like, that needs to be on on shirts nationwide. Reaping the benefits of your, con- reaping the consequences of your very own actions. God. If everybody had to sit down and write the book, my consequences for my actions and list them step by step, we could all learn from each other. That should happen. We can all learn from each other. And you can either put your name or let it be anonymous. But we could literally learn from each other. Sikhism. One omnipresent God referred to as Wang Han Guru, wondrous teacher, who is known to the spiritually awakened only through meditation. Sikhism is also pantheistic, considering the universe itself part of a god leaving no clear distinction between the creator and the creation 
Representing God by pictures or idols is forbidden. Representing God by pictures or idols is forbidden. So I guess that's, I kind of like that because God, in the Bible it says we don't even know God's name. So to, to even say God, knowing, and you know that's not the name because nobody knows the name. <laughs> it's so egotistical. Like, I literally told you you don't know my name and y'all just go make, make me up a name. But here they're saying no pictures and even in the bible it says make no false image of me i don't even think in my and what i have come up with i don't even think it's false images if i draw a tree that tree was created by god it's a part of god to me if i draw an ant if i draw a human if i look in the mirror that's just how i see it like nothing could be without god so everything that i see is essentially god is from my point of view but but I get I guess they don't even want you to look at it that way because you may start worshiping it because some people do start to worship things that God create instead of God himself, which I get. Um, death upon death, those who escape Sir Samsara will be absorbed into God and lose their individual individuality like a raindrop falling into the ocean. The ID Graniff both affirms and denies existence of a literal heaven and hell. So again, some cultures are just they don't do the heaven and hell. Some cultures don't do reincarnation. It's just so interesting. So upon death, those who escape will be absorbed into God and lose their identity. So you just become one with God, like a raindrop in the ocean. I kind of like that. So what if now this is getting my mind to expand? So what if raindrops get to experience life outside of the pine, outside of the river, outside of the ocean, wherever they absorb from, and they may land at a park, they may land on a windowsill, they may land on a, a bus stop, a car, uh, you know, whatever. They may land in a river, in an ocean, in a lake, in a desert, in Africa, you know, in India, in Antarctica, having their own little existence as little drops. But one day, it's going to be absorbed right back in the sky. And it may rain on the ocean to go back to God. Or it may have another existence. So, that could be reincarnation again. Or just back with God. So, I like how that opened up my mind. Like, okay. Does a raindrop no longer become an ocean because it's out of the ocean? Or is it still an ocean, a percentage of an ocean outside of an ocean? So are you no longer God because you're having your own existence outside of God? Or are you just a small percentage of God having your own existence that will one day reunite back, reunite back with God? That's kind of how I like to look, look at it, which is interesting. So yeah, that was Sikhism. And I don't know anything about that. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Um... But we have two more left, you guys. Two more. Okay, so we have Buddhism. God. The Buddha himself did not believe in the existence of God. Others speak of Buddha as a universal enlightened consciousness or as God. We read that again. The Buddha himself did not believe in the existence of God. Others speak of Buddha as a universal enlightened consciousness or as a God. So that's interesting for him to be so enlightened. Where did he get it from if he didn't believe in God? And if I am on earth as God, I'm going to tell you that I'm God or revert back to the God I'm serving. Like, like Jesus, he would say, you know, yeah, I do this great stuff. But my father, hello, don't forget the one that made me. So that's interesting how much people, you know, worship Buddha and well, where did he get anything from if he didn't believe? I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Death, reincarnation, people do not have their own individual soul or spirit, but one's desires and feelings may be reincarnated into another person. Whoa. So uh, death will be reincarnation. However, people do not have their own individual souls or spirits. I can't even wrap my mind around that. People do not have their own individual soul or spirit. Hmm. But one's desires and feelings may be reincarnated into another person. 
desires and feelings? Is that like channeling? Desires and feelings may be reincarnated into another person. So maybe, and I could be wrong, maybe instead of reincarnating into a whole nother new person, you come back into another person. That's like hysteresis. Going inside somebody? Desires and feelings reincarnate into another person. You know what? People do channel. Exorcism is real. What was the name of that movie my sister told me? When it be like, time is on my side. Yes, it is. And anytime you touch, that spirit will jump. to look into that a little bit now a little bit more they practice deity yoga and invite i knew okay so this is the part i didn't read holy spirit the holy spirit is not part of this belief buddhists do believe in spirits and some practice deity yoga and invite spirit possession. Okay. These are the channelers. They channel. So that's why it says reincarnate your desire and feelings into another person. I hope it's with their will. I hope it's not against their will. Look, okay, this is another one. Salvation. The goal of Narverna is to eliminate all desires or cravings. And in this way, escape suffering. The Eightfold Path is a system of free Buddhists from desiring anything and eventually achieving non-existence. I do think holding on to things sometimes can hold us back. Um, like a mother may want a career, but she may never go, go after it because she's taking care of her husband and the kids. Now, what if she had this really big calling and she never went for it? So take Sarah Jakes, for example. Sarah Jakes, most most men would say, is not supposed to be women in the pulpit. So just imagine if she was just a wife to her husband and a mother to her kids. All those powerful ceremonies she had, her podcasts, her TV shows, her interviews, her sermons, all the souls that she, you know, encouraged. Like, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. And eventually achieve success. So to not hold on. So maybe I think I get the Buddhists now. So they wear the same robe. I don't know about their diet, but they meditate and they're on the mountain. You know, they give away their really possessions. They usually move away from family. One man said he get the email. They get to email them, I guess, to see how they're doing. But you give up. You give up the chance to be a wife, the chance to be a mother, the chance to have a career. Kind of like nuns, huh? And you just devote the rest of your life to that cause. Free yourself from desiring anything. I don't know if I could do that. I love my desires. I love that I love to do podcasts and I love to learn and I can read books and all of these entrepreneur ideas that I have. I love that. I love that I want to get married and have a family. I love my car. You know, I love the freedom that I have in real estate. And to give it all up, I feel like that is a gift. That was a gift of mine to have a desire and to go after it. Or to have a gift and discover what it is. So to tell me to give it up, I don't know. Instead of saying give it up, I would just make, I would, I would change the whole religion to say, you don't have to give up things and be non-existent. You can have them, but I would just say balance and everything. 
don't work so much that you neglect your family or, you know what I mean? Don't drink so much that you destroy your kidneys. I would have it to just just extremely balance your life is how I would um say it. But I think desires are good to have. I think people that aren't striving for things are the ones that are, you know how the Bible say, idle minds. Like you have to be like learning, like learn yourself, learn what you love, discover yourself, unlock those gifts and talents, share them with the world. Like that's what we're also be doing how I feel. Reincarnated into another person. That's kind of creepy to me. I don't know how to feel about that. I hope it's with that person's permission and not against their will. Can you imagine people dying and coming trying to reincarnate in you? And you like, now I don't even smoke cigarettes and I just want, I want a cigarette. That's creepy because women that are pregnant feel that. One girl I was following was vegan. Now all she wants is meat and cheese because she's pregnant. So yeah, I'll have to look into it a little bit more. But that's Buddhism. And the last one, you made it to the finish line, is Soka Gakai International. I so butchered that. So God, there is no God in Soka Gaki. Followers hold to a monistic, monistic worldview, believing that there is no separation between creator and creature, and that they are protected by Buddhist, Hindu, and Shinto gods. That they regard as spiritual forces. Death. Repeated reincarnation until one awakens to one's Buddha nature. Then enters nirvana escaping the cycle of rebirth. Heaven and hell are two of ten states of existence after death. One enters a suspended state called Ku. That's real close to key. So repeated reincarnation. I wonder what um those ten stages are. See, this one my mind be going. <gasps> okay, so what are the ten stages of existence after death? So this one I usually don't read. It says salvation, enlightenment, prosperity, and healing come from chanting Nam Yo Ho Ki Yo. And I'm saying it wrong, but remember in Tina Turner movie, she was saying it. It says this is a mantra, a phrase expressing devotion to the law of karma. Fulfilling worldly desires brings enlightenment, which can be achieved in one's lifetime. Well, that's nice. This is so different. And that means hail to the mystic law of cause and effect. Literally the tearing and crushing of others' faith. In their form of prosynthesizing, which they believe helps them charge their karma. Soko University is their main education institution in the United States. Oh, wow. So, Goha Zoen by chanting Nam Myo Ho Rengi Kenyo roughly translates to Hail to the Mystic Law of Cause and Effect, which is, I think, that's a real thing. Cause and Effect to me is like choice and consequence. Is that not the same thing? Um, and then it says, Shakubuku, literally the tearing and crushing of other faiths, is their form of proliticizing, which they believe helps them charge their karma. Soka University is the main to charge your karma. Hmm. Tearing and crushing of others' faiths. 
I don't know if I would want to tear and crush other people's faith. So I'll have to look into that a little bit more. But I do like hail to the mystic law of cause and effect. Because there are spiritual laws. I think I went over them. You can go back and listen. That I think we should be paying more attention to than what we do. If life is infinite, I think you want to follow the spiritual laws and then the human laws. Like, human laws can be made up, misconstrued to benefit one party over the other. But those cosmic universal laws, baby, the sun comes up every day. Wanna know why? That's law. The moon do what it do. Wanna know why? The wind, the air, the seasons. If they obey, who are we? I think that's what we're missing, and that's why we get punished so bad. And like I said before, everything else listens and complies and do what it's supposed to do, but us. I don't know. God was happy when he was like, look at Job, my faithful servant. I hope he can say that with us, because I don't know. We be doing our own little thing. But this was interesting. They just basically wanted to show us what some groups teach about Jesus in their different religions. And it's a lot of categories. I just went over those two because I knew it would be a really, really long podcast. But I hope you enjoy Christianity and cults and religions. Side-by-side comparison chart of 20 groups. There's so many more religions, probably ones we don't even know about. Um... And I just love, love, love learning. Like I said, there's a truth in every lie, lie, and every truth. You just got to listen to both sides of the story and it go from there. And I'm going to tell you how I know that's true. I was a jury. I was jury here in Florida. And although you can feel however you want to feel, because before I even was a juror, I already knew where I stood. I already had my feelings, whatever, whatever. But if you just take the time to hear both sides, I heard the victims. I heard you know, the accused, and I heard all of the families, the crime, the remorse, the apology, what was going on, what was going on at the beginning of that day from both parties before it even happened, and it just painted a better picture than what the view I had already had on my own. So that's just kind of how I try to, to do life, like, okay, this is my perspective, but let me hear you out, let me see what it is here. Let me see what the heart feels. Let me see what the mind concludes. Is there room for growth? We're going to put a pen in it and come back later. we just going to renounce it. You know, I don't know. But I am an air sign. We love knowledge and wisdom and studying and reading. And that's just my path. Speaking of paths, I'm going to do an episode on Sims because I swear <laughs> we haven't been programmed like the Sims. And I cannot wait to break that thing down because it's been so long since I played, mainly because I need a new computer. This one was really, really slow. Trying to load that game was taking forever, and I, I'm not the patientest of pers- person. But the moment I get my new laptop, I'll be loading that bad boy back up. Seeing what level they on. I think they was on four when I left. I think five is going to be on those Oculus, the one, the things that everybody putting on their eyes. I think that's going to be the new game that everybody playing. I don't know if y'all saw the little Apple review, but them things is going to be $4,000. Good luck. Because, baby, that could be a down payment on a house or a car. Yeah, let me make this PSA. Before y'all go buy that new Apple, if you don't have a home, come see me. Because that could be a down payment for your house. Like, let's get the house first. And then <laughs> get the new uh, Apple, whatever it's called. But, um, yeah, I just love. And I think it's kind of how I was raised to just know one point of view and to be like, well, what? You know, well, what? Well, what? Well, what? Well, what? Well, what? Like that what question for me, like, how does that make you feel? How did you come to that conclusion? Da, 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 da. Um, to back me up, there's something that I like on YouTube. I think it's called The Cut, C-U-T. They interview 100 people with different questions. And I'm just so fascinated by the different responses to 100 people. Like, it'll be random questions like, 
Are you married? Are you a virgin? Do you have kids? What is your career? How much is in your bank account? Just random questions, but you get to hear a hundred different answers. Now, there's what, five billion people on earth now? Imagine if you get to hear five different, five billion different perspectives of religion, five billion different perspectives of every single thing. Wouldn't you have like a broader view? And I think that's how God is. Like God sent us out as little agents to get these, and this is just on earth, five, di- five billion different life existence, different choices, different consequences, different points of view, different families, different religions, different love, different everything. And when we die, if we go back to source, that was data. That was data that can paint like a better picture. And then I looked at this show called um, The 100. And at the end, they all went back to source. And... um. At the end, they were able to go to Source, and Source was deciding if it was going to annihilate humans based on one person. But the humans were like, you got to compare all of us, not just one. And I don't know. I just think that's good to, I think it would be good. What if only one, if God judged us on just one thing? No, I'm going to need you to look at all 5 billion and hopefully the odds are in our favor, so to speak. So, yeah, um, we got spiritual. That was it for today's podcast. We got spiritual uh, gifts coming up. These other things just keep coming to me and I have to spit them out before I lose them. But spiritual gifts in the Sims. I already got the pictures and everything loaded up. I have so much fun doing this. Um, can't wait to like keep up with it. I feel like when I die and go see God, I'm going to be like, but did you listen to the podcast though? <laughs> and when I'm no longer here one day, hopefully my family and friends can listen to different episodes and feel close to me or feel that I'm here and near to them. Or maybe they aren't ready for the things that I have to say now, but maybe later in life, maybe when my nieces and nephews have kids and stuff, you know. I think we live on in different ways. You live on in books. You live on in paintings. You live on in music. You live on in podcasts. You live on in movies. Just You can leave pieces of you behind that will forever be immortalized. And so this is my one of my ways of doing it um, with the podcast. But I really do feel like not a teacher, but just a sower. And I love to learn, absorb information, and share it out. I'm also a projector, which means I project 444. So I learn what I learn and I project it out to the world. Uh, You remember in high school where the teacher would turn on that projector and whatever film was put in is what was shared to the classroom. So think about it. One teacher put a film on a roll and when that roll went on the screen, it went into the eyes of what, 20, 30 students? So that's kind of how I feel, like I'm a projector. So I love learning for myself, but I also love sharing. And I wish I could see what people do with it. Like, what did that do in your life? And what did that do in your life? And I see that's kind of how I feel what God gets to do. Like, God gets to see all points of views. Like, I only get to see my life through my eyes. And the and the people close to me, I get a peek into their life, but not 100%. Because you... You know, until you really walk in someone's shoes, you don't really know. You only know what they tell you, um, if that. And God gets to see, like, that whole picture. For example, when I'm playing The Sims, I see that whole city, all the worlds that I build. I can click on anybody's house. I can click on any person. I can see what they're thinking, if they need to take a shower, what their aspirations are, how close they are to reaching their goals. I can click out of that house and go. And I feel like that's how God is, like. God gets to experience all of us. So, oh my God, that was so beautiful. I've been teaching, teaching myself, y'all. So in the Bible, you know how it says uh, your, your body is a, a vessel, a holy temple to God. So if God do get to come visit you anytime he wants or at all times, make sure you're eating right and exercising and making sure that's a wonderful temple for God. Make sure there's no strife in your life and that things are peaceful and that you're doing good things because... If you're causing hayock and God is visiting you, that's what you want him to see or be proud of. 
So I don't know. It just gave me a different um a different way to to kind of go about life. So I am gonna sign up with Planet Fitness again. I picked up some pounds. Um, I still look good now, <laughs> but I can tighten some things up here and there. So I can't wait to start back Planet Fitness. Uh, start back walking. You know, do a little bit of dance aerobics here and there. Um. But I know what it is. It's eating these chips and sweets and cookies and sodas and teas. I just got to get back. Um, why I was doing what I was doing is because I do want to live a long, healthy life. And I know better, so I should be doing better. And I want to make sure that when God visits this holy temple, it's a good temple for God to visit and dwell. So what if God come knock on your door and you unhealthy and... He like, uh-uh, I can't even do the good works that I want to do because this car broke down. <laughs> I need a new car. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, So make sure you are in tip-top shape so God can use you, okay? So I will catch you guys on the next episode. It was such a pleasure. Once again, I'm so very thankful for each and every one of your listens. I hope you have an amazing day, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Namaste, love stay, and always vibe high, babe. Thanks a million for listening. I hope you have a better than great day. I love you. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.